Hi, and welcome to Yubcast, your Star Wars cartoon podcast. My name is Matt, and incomplete was your training. Not ready for the burden, were you? And I'm Jamie. I'm a good soldier, and good soldiers followers. Topical. Yes. So, this is a new episode of Yubcast. And if you didn't listen to the last episode where we reviewed the trailer for Bad Batch, you might not know why we're not talking about an Ewok cartoon right now. Um, but we're going to do Bad Batch in real time, or at least going to attempt that. And so today is May the 4th, and Jamie and I just watched Bad Batch, and we're recording a review of that. So we're going to do a plot summary and review. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler warning. Yes, yeah, spoilers. And we have not talked with each other at all about it other than just like a holy shit or we had seen it or parts of it i I literally think six words about the episode have passed between us today yeah and it was basically like an omg and something you sent me about some error but i didn't even respond because i was like i don't want to talk about it we'll we'll talk in a couple no i didn't i didn't say anything about the error because i i was saving myself so so that's what we're attempting to do um and yes, we want to actually be topical for once, unlike, you know, like my style, where I uh, I only start wearing clothes that are in style right as the style's going out. We're going to try to actually be fashion-forward and be on the ball. So, bear with us here. Original air date of the episode is May 4th, 2021, today, and was written by, the writing credits go to Jennifer Corbett and Dave Filoni. It starts off with the, the new Disney Star Wars thing. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but it was all... Clone Wars helmets, um, clone, like helmets and droids. For oh, clone I missed Wars. that. Yeah, um, unlike the Mandalorian, which was all like live action droids and characters, they have the uh, the kind of the red Clone Wars let that uh, they had at the um, the end of the Clone Wars cartoon, which kind of leads to this is like the era of the Sith now, the era of the Empire. So it uh, opens up uh, with the, um, it's pretty much like any other Clone Wars episode uh, with a voiceover. There's a battle on Kalar, and then uh, talks about uh, Jedi Master uh, Depa Balaba and her Padawan uh, Caleb Dune are pinned down waiting for reinforcements. And right there, I got chills. Holy shit, we're going to watch, you know, like how Kanan survived Order 66. Spoiler alert, Caleb Doom is Kanan Juris from Rebels. I am sort of an Order 66 junkie at this point, and I think the Ahsoka arc for Order 66 and the Depa Balaba arc might be some of my favorite cartoon action. And we can talk about how Revenge of the Sith handled Order 66 in good ways and bad ways, but but I think they did a really good job. And when I saw... When I, when I heard the, the word collar, I thought, is this Depa? And then they said, Jedi Master Depa Blaba. And I said, holy shit, we're going to see Kanan. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to see Kanan from... Because this is the story is told in the comic book, and we'll get there. Yes. <laughs> get there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, but the story is told in the comic book, and that's a very, very incredible story. Right. Um, so I, I was like you. Once I saw Kanan, I got, or Caleb, I got goosebumps. They're entrenched, and Caleb shows up saying that you know he's brought reinforcements. They say, how many? is like, five. But since we're watching The Bad Batch, we know that uh, it's Clone Force uh, 99 that's coming. And they just, they unconventionally just, like, roll a rock down the uh, 
onto the droids. There's some excitement. The battle is won. It, the uh, Bad Batch recommends that they press on the offensive. And at this point, Tech says that uh, based on some uh, chatter on pretty much online that the war is about to be over because Obi-Wan is fighting Grievous. And we know this is uh, really close to the end of the Republic because Order 66 happens while Obi-Wan is on uh, Utapau. He predicts that the command structure, the droid army, will collapse. The Bad Batch go off to make some trouble in the meantime, but when they leave, Order 66 is given and Depa Balaba is cut down by what Bad Batch is called. They're calling regs, which is just regular clones. She tells Caleb to run. Caleb runs, but he encounters the, the Bad Batch, who don't seem to be affected by Order 66. They're just as confused as everybody else, and Hunter and Crosshair chase after Caleb, and um, Crosshair tries to shoot him, but Hunter's like, no, don't. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, it's it gets down to Hunter and Caleb on a cliff, and Hunter's just like, I don't want to hurt you, I don't know what's going on, I'm just as confused as you are, and eventually uh, Caleb force jumps across this um, ridge and uh, escapes, and then Crosshair comes to Hunter, and Hunter's just like, yeah, he tried to jump, he didn't make it, I shot him, and he's dead. Crosshair really doesn't uh, believe him. Um, I want to talk about, like, the the introduction of Bad Batch into this episode, where they see the boulder rolling down the hill. The first thing I thought of was the episode of Mandalorian, where they knock the boulder, boulder down the hill to hit the stormtroopers on the episode where Grogu's making his collect call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten about that. New new vision stone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. Um the second thing is I think the clone this this battle where the clone force engages this little platoon, it's entertaining, but it's not very efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. He like pushes the tank over the edge after they tie all the tanks together, like the way the bully ties like the kids' shoelaces together, you know. And mm-hmm. it's cool, but it's really inefficient way to fight them. And yeah, you should just at this point, more you should just be using those EMPs all the time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and the droids are like idiots. I, I, I choose not to go into like why the droid or why the regular battle droids are just so stupid. And not like networked in any way, or just kind of, they're just kind of like, hey, why are you doing this? I do want to talk about the battle droids though, just for a second, because this is a really heavy opening, right? You watch Depa Balaba get killed. You watch a character that, if you're invested in this show, you know who this character is. You watch him running for his life, and you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on with Crosshair. You don't know why Crosshair sort of is trying to kill him but not not doing a great job at it and it's terrifying and then there's that battle droid humor happening to sort of soften the tone a bit and i think it's so perfect when the battle droid says i guess i'm in charge now <laughs> when he sees every all of his all of the other battle droids dying and the tanks going over the cliff and then a second later he gets shot yeah i'll never get sick of that sort of humor mm-hmm. in these clone wars episodes I want to get that out of the way before we start talking about the controversy. All right, so there's a controversy already, which has stinks, and I'm, I guess I'm part of the, why the this really pisses me off, is that there's a major continuity error in the retelling of uh, the Battle of Kalar and uh, Depa Balaba's death. They c- 
completely changed it, other than the fact that she sacrificed herself to save Kanan slash Caleb. Don't like the fact that they changed it. I really liked the Kanan comic. Uh, everything that happened with it, with the, the clones. Why, why are they doing this? It's just showing to me that they don't care about print stuff. Print will always get overwritten. That's the shitty interpretation of it that I'm leaning toward as well, that comics aren't real, or they're inaccurate in some way. But let's talk about some of the differences, because there's minor differences and there's really big differences. In the comic, Gray is a commander, and his armor is red, and it's just regular Phase two armor. But in this show, his armor is green, and he's a captain. So that's the first difference that people are pointing out. There's a second clone called Styles, and they're the ones that turn on Balaba and Kanan, who were together at the time. Mm-hmm. In the episode, they're separated. Not by much, but they're separated by maybe 50 to 100 yards when Order 66 starts. And it probably doesn't need to be stated, but clone, the Bad Batch isn't in the Kanan comic when Bad Batch is the clone force that Kanan that Caleb runs from in this telling. And instead of running from Styles and Gray, he's running from Hunter and Crosshair. It was completely unnecessary. I know that they probably wanted to put some sort of... Um, they wanted to do some sort of Order 66, but they didn't need to do Kanan's um, and uh, Depa Balaba's story. Or they could have, but they could have just been in the background. They, or they could have at least kept the same clone troopers and their armor the same color. There, there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing that adds to the story by taking Styles and Gray out of it. And I guess they were trying to establish what was going on with Crosshair, but I think you could have done it without oh, shitting on the comic. They totally could. They. I don't want to spend the entire night talking about how they could have done it, but there's how many Jedi that they could have done this? You know, it could have been one of many Jedis that we know later were killed. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. You know, there's there's multiple Jedis that, you know, are found uh, again and killed. You know, they don't even have to have the death off screen. You just have to know that this is a Jedi that doesn't make it. It was really unnecessary and it really really upsets me that is because there's supposed you know all this levels of canon crap that was the eu that was supposed to be completely wiped clean and everything was supposed to be everything was the same you know something that happened fitted fitted and cross-referenced and consistent yeah anything that happened yeah anything that happened in the comics was reflected in the movies was reflected in the TV show and games and books and whatnot, and so this is a this is a de, you know this was a deliberate snub. The other continuity error that people are pointing out is the timing. There's a mismatch in days now between when these battles happen because they're they're implying that the Battle of Kalar happened simultaneous to the Battle of Utapau when they were separated by a couple days that that sort of detail i think is squishy enough to where you can get away with it Mm -hmm. but here's the justification i'm not going to do this every single time 
but one Filoni is doing this, right? So he's the one that messed up Ahsoka's continuity. Mm-hmm. And now he's messing up Kanan's continuity. These are his characters, right? This is mm-hmm. his story. I can I can see see past it. This doesn't spoiler alert, I really love this episode. And this this controversy does not ruin this episode for me, but I think it's unnecessary. You know, it took me a bit and then I just, you know, enjoyed the episode for what it was. But this you know, this isn't a case of like you have some like headcanon like, oh, I expect this to happen, you know, because there's a lot of things we expected that didn't definitely didn't happen. But, you know, this isn't something like, like, oh, man, you know, I was so hoping that this would be the case. This is something that we know to be canon and then is all of a sudden just shit on. And I know this is, uh, these are Floney's characters, but this is like, I, I mean, I, I guess I have to just blame him and blame Pablo Hidalgo because this shouldn't be happening. So now this makes me like, I mean, I, I really enjoy the comics, but are they just going to just, you know, at a moment's notice, just be like, all of a sudden, you know, Dr. Afra is a man? Yeah, that would suck. I'll, I'll, I'll defend it real quick, and then we got to move on. I'm pretty sure in the canon comics, I did leaf through them tonight to make sure that I was getting the details right. They are a flashback. That, that is such a cop-out, though. Cause that's, it that's is a what, cop-out. That's what they did with the Ahsoka one. I mean, this is, ba- this is basic stuff. I can understand being painted into a corner and forced to do it but they didn't have to this was just unnecessary fan service that you know it could have easily been somebody else i mean there's thousands of jedi we're gonna move on i'm gonna bitch about it tomorrow then (laughs) because that's fine that's what the text that's what our text is for all right order 66 has happened and the bad batch has returned to camino after caller Crosshairs keep Crosshair keeps probing Hunter, indicating that he doesn't believe Hunter's story that Caleb died in the jump. Um, in the atmosphere of Collar or of Camino, two escort ship meet them to escort them in. They land successfully, and the hangar is just chock full of troopers, including the elite guard from Coruscant. This is apparently very strange, as illustrated by how the clone force is behaving. Um, a clone trooper tells them that the war is over, Grievous is defeated, and that the Separatist army is has surrendered. They also see a body on a stretcher, and the body drops a lightsaber, someone who's obviously dead. Is it is it just me, or did um, to like the did part of the uh, inhibitor chip Order sixty six turn all the clones into dicks? Yeah, I actually, yeah, that's a good. That's a good point. I was going to talk about that a little bit later, um, how aggressive and angry they became. But they definitely became bigger jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like it, because they're no longer like lovable, um, affable people. They're just complete assholes. So the Bad Batch returns to their barracks at this point, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. In the barracks, Crosshair continues to attack Hunter and accuses him of lying openly, accuses him of lying about Caleb. Crosshair leans on the orders. Echo Echo keeps saying he can't understand what's happening. These were clone troopers that served with the Jedi forever. Tech starts to explain how the inhibitor chips work inside the clones. So apparently Tech has figured this all out. Well, he doesn't. They, he doesn't talk about the inhibitor chips. He just talks about their their programming. You know. Sure. He does say that 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 it's a well known. It's a it's an established fact that there's modifications to the clones to make them more susceptible to orders. 
Mm-hmm. And I believe he does say chip. But uh, Okay. Potato but, Patildo. Yeah, he's yeah, potato patildo. The he does he's mostly talking about their programming, right? Mm-hmm. And and then they start hypothesizing why why they didn't understand the order, because they're still not hip that crosshair is sort of following this order. Um, and they hypothesize that they're so messed up that they're already defective and that their their chips or whatever are not translating this order into whatever it was supposed to be. This is something that we hypothesized too. Yes. That they were just too broken to to understand it. Echo is not an original member of the Bad Batch, but he was really messed up by the separatists and, and his trauma probably deactivated his chip as well. It's it's sort of hand waving tech the tech sort of sci fi, but it works because we don't want our heroes to be killers. Now they head off to a meeting. This is sort of like an all-hands meeting if you work at a company or the government, like we do. So everyone has to show up, mandatory meeting, and it's just a hologram of Palpatine giving his speech in Revenge of the Sith that the Jedi tried to assassinate him, and now he's injured, and now they're the Empire. And all of the clones start cheering. At this point, we see a glimpse of the small human Omega, that we saw in the trailer. She's standing near the Kaminoans on the stage. After the meeting, they're walking down the hall, and the Bad Batch is still discussing whether or not the clones are programmed and what's going on. And then Omega walks up to introduce herself to the Bad Batch. She knows all about them, and let's pause here for a second, because this is a huge reveal that I feel like a complete dipshit for not knowing. Yeah. Omega, um, Omega's a girl. Yeah, but you know, at that age, it's hard to tell. Um, that sounds oh, sure. weird, weird and sure. creepy. You know, like kids, kids are very. She might be ten. Yeah. Like she's pre, like prepubescent adolescent human child you with know, a with you, a short haircut. Right. It can be either. You know, yeah. especially in a cartoon. Yeah. So, like after the reveal, that it's a she's a, a girl then all of a sudden like everything that i thought just got flushed down the toilet but then i started making you know started making my own you know starting to figure out like what the what the hell's going on you know who is she yeah so we had a lot invested in the she's a omega's a palpatine clone theory and that's obviously not going to be the case i'll tell you i'll tell you on on my scale of disappointment um zero being not disappointed at all to 10 being the show is ruined i'm a one um, I really, really liked this episode, and I'm. I wanted to all connect, and I wanted this to be a Palpatine clone, but it's I'm, a I, good I'm, story so I've, far. I've, I've, well, I've got a new theory. Do you want to do that now or at the end? Yes, she, she's Ray's mom because she can do all sorts of things that she didn't know she could do. She just does it, and that's a shout out to Ray. Like all of a sudden, she could fly the Millennium Falcon. She had like did some like training, but she's just like she's like a savant with stuff. But, I mean, whether or not she could possibly be Ray's mother, and her being a clone, meeting up with a Palpatine clone, being like, hey, you know, we're, you know, we're clones. If I was a clone and I met a a, uh, female clone, you know, we would probably have, you know, some sort of connection, like Finn had a connection with the other um, stormtrooper who escaped the Force Order. That could, it could be anything. I'm just saying that it's still a possibility that she, you know, she just, she's not the father she's the mother and just a lot of a lot of her abilities you know make sense sure we'll we'll get more into omega in the coming minutes i think mm-hmm. um i'd be fine with that if that turned out i'm all, i'm also fine at this point with because she also has an accent 
Granted, Ray's is a British accent and she's more of an Australian accent. Anybody who's really, you know, knows accents, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm an idiot American and I can I can't really tell the difference between a New Zealand and an Australian accent, but I can tell the difference between a British and an Australian. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria! <laughs> well then. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. There's there's some New Zealander who's yelling at their heads, headset right now. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's keep going. So um, Omega's talking to the Bad Batch. She obviously knows them, knows a lot about them. And then a Kamoan, Kaminoan. Yeah. We did this on another episode. I don't know how to say this word. Name Nala Say comes up and says that Omega, Omega is her medical assistant and needs to return to her duties. I think Nala Say plays a pretty big role in this episode. Yeah, I think she was actually the one from the Fives arc. Yeah, Nala Say is the one from the Fives. So at this point, Tarkin arrives on Kamino to inspect the clone troops. It's a very Emperor inspecting the Death Star sort of scene. He tells the, the Kamino Kamoans that they are canceling the clone orders and they're going to replace them with draftees, conscripts. But they push back and Tarkin agrees to evaluate the troops, but it's clear that he's already made his mind up. I love I love this because this, this explains why just like any other government you know, like, it's all about the money. And Yeah, you just keep saying it's cheaper. Because <laughs> it's easy, you know, they've they've completely taken over now, so they don't need elite troops. They just need goons. You know, just goons with guns. That's a great read on this, because I kept thinking, like, they they already have millions of these things. Why are they getting? Why are they going to replace them? But yeah, they just, they just need goons, right? Because they just need they need people on the streets to harass people. They need fascist officers, right? They don't mm-hmm. need competent people. All right, so let's go ahead and get through this because a food fight happens. <laughs> Omega Omega starts a food fight in the commissary where it's Bad Batch and Omega versus the entire clone army. Yeah. I'm not going to go blow by blow. This is not I think this we is should not dropping the scepter yeah. in a 30-year-old cartoon where I go blow by blow who touches the scepter. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but you want to say something about this yeah, clue fight? Yeah. I, I think it should be pointed out that like the, the the regs, the regular clones don't like the Bad Batch that they're uh, the Bad Batch are kind of like the nerdy D&D theater kids. And the uh, the regulars are just kind of like the jocks. And, you know, they call them the sad batch. I did like that burn. I thought it was good. Um, and then the whole... You have to understand, like, their culture is uniformity. They they express themselves with different haircuts and different tattoos and different, different decorations on their helmets and things. But they really all are the same person. And these, these small group are wildly different. So it would be very easy to out them in any sort of group dynamic. During the, the food fight, Echo is knocked unconscious. He takes a tray to the head, and he wakes up in the medical facility where he's being scanned. Pretty sure right before he gets knocked out, he sees Tarkin looking down into the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. So so he wakes up in the med bay. Omega's there. So Echo warns the Bad Batch while they're in the med bay about Tarkin, because Tarkin was at the Citadel when... Echo was originally captured. And that's a great episode of the Clone Wars. I love that episode, the Citadel. So the Bad Batch are hanging out in the med bay and they leave with Echo and they think they're going to get punished. But instead of being punished, they're put into a battle simulation at the request of Tarkin. This is sort of like the Domino Squadron 
battle simulation, except it's a little bit more intense. The Bad Batch fight these drones in this mock battlefield, and they just easily overwhelm them. And so Tarkin requests that they add droids that shoot live rounds into the test. This is much harder because they're using training rifles that shoot blanks, essentially, against actual targets that are shooting them. Wrecker gets shot, but they reprogram a droid, destroy a bunch of droids, and eventually prevail through their own unorthodox methods. And these, the cool thing is these droids look a lot like the Dark Troopers and are a mix or a precursor of the Dark Troopers and the security droids that you see in Rebels. I, I was getting heavy Dark Trooper vibes from the live fire droids too. The call out for the Rebels droids, like the ones that Visago has on his farm um, or his smuggler's den, whatever, that's a good one too. Um, which is actually the original design of IG-88. That's the Macquarie design of IG-11, I think, or IG-88. Mm-hmm. All right, so after the battle simulation, Tarkin tours the nursery where the baby clones are growing. Tarkin asks the Kimoans about Clone Force 99. He wants to know how many there are and if they followed Order 66. The Kimoans tell them that there are five enhanced clones and that they assume that they followed Order 66, but Tarkin knows otherwise because someone in the unit filed a report that Clone Force 99 let Caleb escape. And at this point, it's pretty obvious who filed the report, but Tarkin doesn't say so. And the other point is Omega was present for this conversation. So Omega was hanging out with Nalase and the Prime Minister when they were giving Tarkin this tour, and she overheard this whole thing about Tarkin wanting Tarkin wanting to know about Clone Force 99 and how he doesn't trust them because he knows that they let Caleb escape. Oh, he ends up, um, he goes to visit them in their, in their, uh, hangout quarters uh, away from everybody else and he uh, he gives them a mission to take out a group of insurgents on Onderon which is a big kind of like woo Onderon because that was in the Clone Wars that's where Sagrera's from there's a huge arc in the Clone Wars about Onderon he says that they're separatists and he indicates that the performance on this mission may determine the fate of the clones and so, you know, they take it as, you know, there's separatists, but I think anybody with two brain cells to rub together really knows the score, which is they're not, it's not to uh, destroy you know, battle droids. So the Bad Batch heads out on the mission. Omega tries to warn Hunter about Tarkin. She tells him not to return to Kamino and that Tarkin cannot be trusted. Omega wants to leave Kamino with them, but Hunter leaves her behind. On Onderon, the the Bad Batch, they track down the camp that Tarkin had told them about, but they find out that it's uh, not full of separatists, but it's just full of civilians, women, children, and refugees. Crosshair wants to uh, complete the mission, you know, start shooting, shoot, like shoot an old woman, but Hunter tells him to stand down when they realize that they're actually surrounded by armed soldiers. So I know you got busy and you only got to watch it once, but I watched it twice, two and a half times. Um, and the second time I watched it with my family, sort of like a Star Wars day treat. Mm-hmm. And at this point, when Crosshair draws a bead on an old woman sitting on a bench, and he's begging for the order to take her out, my wife said, can he not be in Bad Batch anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Because they're really painting him into a terrible corner as a character, right? 
there's they're, he they're having him like walk up to the line of doing reprehensible, irredeemable things. Mm-hmm. And being told, please don't do that. And so, if if the plan wasn't to make him super evil, they're basically making him unredeemable at this point. You know, they get surrounded by the soldiers. The the bad batch is taken to the camp, where they meet Sagrera. They recognize Sagrera as uh, the guerrilla fighter that was trained by Rex and General Skywalker. They listen to Saw and understand that they are. That they're allies and not the enemy. You know, Saw is pretty upset that uh, that all of a sudden just the Empire's just taken over. So they decide to let uh, Saw and his people go. And at this point, Hunter sees an Imperial probe droid uh, spying on them, which I didn't know existed at the time, but I guess they do. So he shoots it. The Bad Batch are debating what to do next. Hunter tells the group that Omega warned him about Tarkin and to not to return. Tech reveals that Omega is a clone and a modified one just like them. They don't believe him, but Tech had scanned her DNA. Uh, it come, you know, they become the conclusion, you know, that that she's actually the fifth one. They decide to go back for her. Crosshair confronts Hunter, but it's clear, you know, their relationship's fraying. Like you said, he's he's becoming kind of an irredeemable like villain, and Hunter is saying he won't leave an enhanced clone behind. No enhanced clone to be left behind. That is a very famous military slogan, I assume. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so this is the this is the big reveal of the episode, right? Nalase tells Tarkin that there are five enhanced clones that she has. She says there's five left, right? That's how she puts it. But there's only four in Bad Batch. There's five members of Bad Batch, but Echo's a rig who's just got messed up and turned into a hacker, like half robot. He's more machine than man. Right. Yeah. Talk, we can talk about that too. It actually makes me wonder: was there more? Was there more clones in the Bad Batch? But they've like the the four that we meet are the only ones left. I did assume that. That is one. That is immediately where I went. That that this is that they're the four that basically made it because Clone Force ninety nine is named after ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Right. The messed up janitor clone who was disabled. Right. And. Yeah. Taught us all about how to respect disabled people, which you should. But that's that's the purpose of that character, right? They mm-hmm. they gave him a, they gave him a, his own hero arc, and was it Fives gave him his medal or something? I don't remember which one gave yeah. him his medal. This is this is where they reveal like Five includes Omega, and so she's a clone, the only female clone that we know about, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of leaves has left me wondering, like, who's she a clone of? Is she a Exactly. Is she uh, is she a Jango Fett clone that they just turned female? I mean, I you're the biologist, not me, but I don't know if that's possible. But hey, sure, the force possible. the force exists. Well, yeah, I sure, guess. I they, mean, I mean I guess, sex determination is based on one chromosome, right? And so if you oh, just yeah, duplicate guess, it, yeah, you're right. They just double up the X, um, you know, or so just remove it, right? XO is XO is a viable um, genotype or karyotype for humans, right? You don't need a Y chromosome to survive. There's no essential genes on it. But say, say yeah, that again. so it could be a chain. Say what again? That that XO with only one X chromosome? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me a genetics question. This is on you. Yeah. That's exactly where my mind went. I was like, who is this a clone of? Right? I didn't automatically go to, is this some like gender reassigned Django Fett clone? Because that is definitely a possibility. But it seems like it's somebody else, right? We can talk about Saw just for a second. I don't know if we're going to get back to Saw in this series or not. It's interesting to see Saw at this age. 
again because he is willing to forgive the clones for basically sneaking up on them. I don't think when you meet Saw later in like Rebels, definitely not Rogue One, I don't think he would have forgiven them. I think he just would have killed them. And so he gets harder, and it's nice to see this sort of younger, kinder, gentler Saw still dealing with Steela's death, but because he he almost brings it up, he almost uses her name in this episode, but he he is dealing with it, and he is not the unforgiving killing machine that he becomes. Yeah, this is um, the version of Saw from Catalyst. Good call. Good call where he saves Jen. That's, That's dead on. So now they're headed back to Kamino to rescue Omega. Um, Omega breaks into the Bad Batch quarters, where she just rifles through their things. It's not clear what she's doing, except she's sort of a fan, and so she's probably looking for some memorabilia she can put on eBay. <laughs> a group of clone troopers show up to pack up their barracks. I guess they're just going to file it all away. And she tries to escape, but she's caught up in sort of a scuffle, and... The clone troopers shoot her medical droid who came with her to the barracks, and I assume he's destroyed at this point. And this is sort of when I realized that the clones are just assholes. Yeah. There's no reason to shoot this medical droid. He's not armed. <laughs> he's just annoying. And they just unceremoniously shoot him. So the Bad Batch land back on the platform. It's a different scene because it, it looks abandoned compared to the first time we saw it in the episode. They open up the hangar bay door and they start to go in. Their plan is to just grab Omega and go, but they're immediately surrounded and they surrender. Tarkin comes out and accuses the Bad Batch of treason against the Empire for letting Saw go or being a collaborator with him, which they still don't understand what's going on. And then they're taken to the brig where they're put in the same cell as Omega, underscoring that they might only have one cell on this thing. Mm Mm-hmm. The Bad Batch tells Omega that they came back to rescue her. This really harkened back to um, A New Hope, where they come to rescue Leia and immediately get pinned down. Yep. Sort of different tone, but same outcome. Then Omega does something strange and tells Crosshair that she knows he's angry and knows what he's going to do. And knows that it's not his fault. little precognition... So like, is this uh, you know like, is this a ooh? She has like some possible force sensitivity, or she just knows what's happening. And you can tell that that Crosshair is having problems because he's like, he's rubbing his head right where the the uh, you know they show the inhibitor chip to be. Yeah, it's like he's having a migraine or something, and and like he's not all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah he's the only one who hasn't the inhibitor chip. You know. It's just been weakened, but um, not completely just either destroyed or just circumvented from the the enhancements. He, he's the only one that's still kind of like, it's still sort of there, you know, sending signals. So at this point, Crosshair is removed from the cell to conduct some tests. They try to prevent them from being separated, but it doesn't go well for a bad batch. Tarkin takes him out because he noticed on the probe droid's feed that Crosshair is the only one that was showing any loyalty to the Empire. And what they really mean is like blind loyalty. He wasn't questioning orders. Mm-hmm. While he's away, Bad Batch breaks out of the cell with the help of Omega. We're going to come back to that. Um, because when Crosshair is taken away, they scan his head and they find that his chip is active, but Nalase says it's only partially active. Tarkin instructs them to basically turn the volume up on the chip and she's like, yeah, no problem. And then shoots like lightning into his head and t- 
turns him into like a mega compliant soldier. Mm-hmm. The Bad Batch have escaped from the cell. Crosshair has been completely brainwashed by his chip, and now they have to make it back to the hangar. Bad Batch's mission at this point is to grab Crosshair and escape. They want to get the hell out of there with Omega and the five of them. So the six of them. They go to the hangar to gear up because Omega tells them that's where their their, their stuff is. And there's a ship there. Their ship is there. Tech goes on the ship to fire it up. Um, Omega finds a stuffed animal, which may or may not be important later. And Hunter is getting ready to leave to find Crosshair. When Crosshair shows up with a group of clones to capture and kill the Bad Batch. Hunter tries a little bit of diplomacy. It devolves quickly into a firefight. Wrecker is shot during the fight, and he's down. And then it just becomes this plan to escape, right? Echo Mm -hmm. and Hunter are going to grab Wrecker, and Omega is going to run for the ship, and they're all going to try to cover each other. This happens, but as Crosshair is about to take a shot, Omega shoots the rifle out of his hands, and then just sort of sprays the hangar with random fire as everyone runs away. She later says that she's never fired a blaster before, um, and she just got lucky, which is sort of, I love that line because it sort of pokes fun of all the Mary Sue people out there, mm-hmm. saying like, like, nah, fuck you, this is fine. Yeah. This, this is cool, and it's a great, great scene, honestly. So now Hunter, Echo, Omega are on the ship with Tech and Wrecker. Right after Omega shoots the rifle out of Crosshair's hand, he calls for the hangar door to be closed so they can't fly out. The hangar base starts to close, and then it stops, and one of the clones says someone's overriding the signal. And it flashes to a different room where Nala Say is standing there with a sort of remote control watching this battle in the hangar and she's disabled the door the ship escapes with our five heroes on board crosshair is left behind nala say goes to visit the prime minister she reports on the experiments done on crosshair with the inhibitor chip and that omega and clone force 99 have escaped the prime minister tells her don't tell the empire about any of this until we figure out what's going on right on the ship now, we're basically at the end of the episode, but on the ship, Wrecker gets his wounds tended, he gets a stuffed animal back from Omega, Omega gets to see space for the first time, and Bad Batch is off to J-19 for their next adventure, and to meet up with an old friend. The end. There's a lot of questions with this, that, uh, like, who, like, who is Omega? Is, I made my case that maybe Omega is Ray's mother, but is she... The Kaminoans are, you know, they're um, complicit in you know, what happens with Order sixty six. One hundred percent. So maybe they didn't fully know what was going to happen, and maybe that they're, you know, that this was Omega's kind of an insurance policy for them. I'm not exactly sure what that would exactly mean. It sort of feels like Nala say views Omega as a daughter. Mm-hmm. I assume that she let Omega escape and doesn't necessarily care about Bad Batch. Although maybe she does, because she did say that they're exceptional. It might be bonus, but yeah. I really felt like she's protecting she's protecting Omega throughout the episode. And so her motherly attention to Omega is, I think, what allows them to escape in the end. Yeah, I, I just have a feeling that, that maybe there's a little bit more to Omega than 
than just that 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 it was uh, easier for her to let them escape than try to keep them there and that uh, they are I want to say like artisans they you can tell they're very you know proud of their work uh, craftsmen yeah they're craftsmen you know and you know and then like you know Tarkin's just you know pretty much shitting in the clones and they're you know, and they say, you know, we've got contracts and whatnot. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. It's like going to it's like going to an Amish furniture store and saying, and saying like, you guys need to go to IKEA. This shit's way better there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, do you know what J nineteen is? I was hoping you would ask. I know where they're going. Um, they're going to Seleucami, and they're meeting up with Cut Laquane. The clone from the episode The Deserter. The guy who goes and has a farm and a kid and a family instead of fight with the clones. It's the arc where Eethkoff is kidnapped and they have to rescue him. And they go to a couple planets and they find a clone who has deserted. And Rex is like, your brothers, your brothers. And he's like, who gives a shit? Like, I've got kids. I thought that was... I thought that was on... um... Ryloth, but I, cause I thought that no, was... you, you thought because his wife was a Twi'lek. Yeah. No, it's on Seleucami. I looked all this up because I I went I went and got a map and figured out J nineteen and what was in J nineteen and what Clone Wars episodes took place on systems in J nineteen in the grid map. Seleucami is the only one, and the clone that would be outside of all of this system at this point because they don't trust the clones at all. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't have a comm because he's not a soldier, and so he never heard Order sixty six. He's the only one they can go to at this point. Right. And so, get ready for some Cut Laquane action <laughs> next week. <laughs> cool. So yeah, the, I I really I really enjoyed this episode. You know, after I kind of got over the the. Uh, I'll just call it a fuck up or the the continuity error, uh, and I really hope they don't you know make a you know habit of it. Um, it's it, it's not like a fuck up because they did it on purpose, right? It's like it's like a pathological indifference to the print material. Mm-hmm. And for someone like me who just wants it all to like sync up, I had a really good Canaan origin story. I had an amazing Canaan origin story, right? They did. Mm-hmm a 12 comic arc about it and i love that comic and sure this doesn't take away my love for that comic but it just makes me wonder why they were not painted into a corner they could have easily it could have been anybody else it was just you know i if 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 it's going to be the way it is i just just admit that it's not but then, if they do that, then you know that people might be like, "Well, I'm not gonna invest in you know reading the comics and whatnot." If you know they find out that yeah, the comics really don't, the comics are there until we decide that we don't care about them anymore. I mean, we're on the, we're on the trajectory for different levels of canon. We definitely are, and and that's the one thing that they said they wouldn't do, and they're doing it. But yeah, and this isn't like a uh, this isn't I don't see it. Disney being like pushing them into doing something that they didn't want to do. This was, you know, they made this decision on their own. Yeah, he's done it twice now, so it's just he's just retconning 
his own yeah. shit. And and I I don't know if I I like to think that if I were in the position I would take a little more care. But if you want to if, if you have a story you want to tell and you just want to tell it, maybe you just think like you just shrug a little bit and say like okay, no one's gonna care that their colors are different, that the day is wrong. That in the comic book he uses his cloak to fool Styles, and then that's how he escapes. And in this one he loses his cloak, and so he can't do that. It's just like like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right? Did you not like that story? Because you didn't need you didn't need to change it at all. You still could have you could still could have had those characters together. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I hope that they. Um, I hope that there's enough blowback to where you know they're forced to acknowledge it, even if it's just a screw you. You know, this we did this. The blowback would be to prevent the next time they want to do this. Right. Say like like listen. There's a comic that explains this. There's a novel that explains this. Please don't contradict this video game. Don't contradict this short story. It's not that hard. I mean, I know it's a lot of material, but it's your job. Or And don't forget uh, Aftermath, too. And um, Cobb Vanth. There you go. There's another one. Cobb Vanth and Aftermath was different. And I made the same excuse there that I did this time, where I said, unreliable narrator. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend the entire series just nitpicking continuity. I promise. Um, you want to give it a rating real quick? So uh, we rate episodes in Star Wars characters. Uh, a really really good uh, episode would be a major or beloved character. A crappy one would be a lesser uh, or you know pretty horrible character. I think I would give this. Well, because it is, uh, I guess, timely, I will give it a Kanan. The thing about this episode that I love so much is how true it is to the Clone Wars style. It's just more Clone Wars. And you can just make Clone Wars cartoon styles forever. I think I'm going to give it a Clone Wars Obi-Wan. Okay, that's cool. I, I really loved this launch. I'm not giving him... Not giving this episode the whole Obi-Wan, but the Clone Wars version of Obi-Wan. I think it's a really foundational episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to see what happens next. Other than seeing Cut Laquane, because I know <laughs> what's going to happen next, because Cut Laquane is coming. Or is he? Well, actually, he didn't appear in the comic books, so there's a good chance that he'll remain the same. <laughs> His shirt will be a different color, and... <laughs> His birthday will be on a Tuesday instead of a Wednesday. <laughs> just because. Just because, fuck, like, fuck the extended stuff, right? Yeah. There's probably, I should look it up. He's, there's probably some fucking short story where Cut Laquane is in. Um, I bet he's got can't, I bet he's got legend shit written yeah. about him. Yeah, I, I've, I've already, um, I was just looking, just seeing, like, people trying to, to uh, explain away why, why they did what they did. I'm talking about, like, a certain point of view. Like th- those books, it's like that's that's not the same, and that's not the same at all. But I don't know. I can just hope. Yeah, it just sucks. I've invested a lot of time <laughs> into this sort of stuff, you know. So and then like, oh, it really doesn't make any sense. We'll just change whatever we want whenever. So now I'm starting to feel like the the EU people, you know, like well maybe they do have some legitimate concerns. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'll survive, but we'll just 
keep talking about it and see if they can be a little bit more responsible with the source source material. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I'm lecturing someone who doesn't know I exist, so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's there's an old Penny Arcade joke, um, Penny Arcade, the net comic joke about how eventually George Lucas releases a version where all the characters are cats. <laughs> Just to... Just to say F you to everybody. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty... God, that's spot on. (laughs) (laughs) But this is is a minor thing, but I wish it... I did wish it didn't exist, but I'm ready to move on. All right, so that's it for this week. Um, So, like I said, we're going to post this in the next day. But we'll be back next week with another episode covering Bad Batch Episode 2. And we'll just... See how well this format works for us. All right. Yeah, it seems to uh, be working so far. So let's uh, let's keep this uh, this uh, bad batch train rolling. There you go. Yeah, that's about as good as I'm gonna do. I play the outro now. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode. We would also like to thank Jordan White for the use of his cover of Yub Nub as our intro and outro music. Please refer to the show notes for photos, clips, and links from this episode. Side effects from listening to Yubcast may include dizziness, dry mouth, a sense of confusion, and decreased sex drive. Serious side effects may include speaking in Ewa, speculating the origins of prequel characters, and wondering why two grown men discuss children's cartoons on the internet. For a complete list of side effects or to complain about the show, Please visit us on Twitter at Yubcast or drop us an email at noochbaderproductions at gmail.com. Thanks again. We will see you again next week with a new episode. Yubcast is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or the Walt Disney Company. Star Wars, its characters, and creations are the property of Lucasfilm and its parent company, the Walt Disney Company. Yubcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The other thing I wasn't sure about, and then I got to hang up, but the animation of Chancellor Palpatine's escape and Grievous's escape, is that new animation for this episode? Because that was previously live action. What do you mean Palpatine's escape? Like, in the very beginning during the... Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that was all new. So they animated those sections of yeah. the Revenge of the Sith just for the opening. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, I'm gonna hang up. Okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, all right, touch Have you later. Good night.